What's going on, J. Kim Show listeners? How are you all doing? I hope you've been having a great year uh, and enjoying the show. I can't believe it's already June, end of June. I mean, this year is absolutely flying by for me. I'm not sure about you guys, but I have a love and hate relationship with the summer. I mean, it always uh, allows me to reflect on all the great progress that I've done uh, over the year, over the half year. Uh, but it also gives me a kick in the rear because it kind of is a wake up call. Uh, so it helps motivate me and it makes me realize that crap, I only have six months left to do everything that I've set out to this year. Anyway, uh, I wanted to let you guys know I've been working on a, a special mini series for you guys for the summer. So one of my most popular and highest downloaded episodes uh, was number 30 last year with my good friend Kylie Ng. Kylie's the managing partner of 500 startups out here in Asia. So Kylie and I were talking the other day and he, he mentioned to me that uh, there was a special Alibaba e-founders program where entrepreneurs from around the world are vetted and selected to spend two weeks in China with Jack Ma and the Alibaba team and learn the inside strategies from Alibaba. So that's a pretty special program. Now, there were only 37 entrepreneurs that were chosen and eight out of the 37 companies that were selected were actually portfolio companies of 500 startups. So that's a pretty good uh, ratio there. You know, almost 25% of the entrepreneurs that were selected were 500 startup portfolio companies. So we thought it'd be good to put together a mini-series where I would interview these founders who are all from Southeast Asia uh, and learn a little bit more about the ecosystem there in Southeast Asia because I haven't actually covered a lot of Southeast Asian companies. And of course, uh, learn some of the lessons that they took away from Jack Ma himself and the Alibaba program. So for the next two months, I'll be running a mini-series and I really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. Welcome to The J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is Taro Amonched, who's the co-founder and CEO of Take Me Tour. Take Me Tour is an online platform that matches travelers who are looking for an authentic local experience in Thailand with local experts. The traveler can browse, chat, check, and confirm their trip directly from the website. Taro, welcome to the show. Thank you. So uh, I want to start off with a little bit of background of yourself. Uh, where are you from? Uh, you know, what, what did you uh, do in the past uh, and uh, what led you to become an entrepreneur? Sure. So uh, hello, everyone. So this is Taro. So basically, my background was very pretty diverse from what I'm doing today. So I got a, a master's degree in robotics engineer. So basically, like, I think 10 years ago, I got I mean, I started my career as an engineer, research engineer. So back then I was coding, I was teaching robots how to see, how to understand picture images. Right after I graduated, I actually uh, got a chance to start working in Singapore as a software engineer, of course. Then once I, the same time when I started in Singapore, I just got an idea about tourism since, I mean, I'm sure everyone likes to travel. 
So one of the ideas just came up. So I start taking me to about five years ago as the uh, hobby, basically. But then it just like keep going on. And then once things getting set up, so I think I have been, my, I mean, my whole career has been in academics. I don't really have any knowledge in mm-hmm. business at all. So that's when I decided to, to submit a job application to Google. And fortunately, I got accepted and I worked in Google Singapore for about three years, mainly in oh, wow. advertising and, and marketing. So, and then after that, I, we got, take me to, like, took off, we got funding. So I quit and jumping right on, take me to a journey and work on it full time. Wow, that's a great uh, story. And you are from Thailand originally? Yes, from Bangkok, Thailand. From Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. And did you go to school there or abroad? I got my bachelor in Thailand and I got my master's degree from Europe. Ah, I see. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so that's, uh, this is, you have a very interesting uh, backstory. And um, so first of all, uh, I am uh, very happy to have you on the show and uh, I love Thailand. <laughs> it's uh, one of my uh, favorite destinations uh, to go visit. You know, I live in Hong Kong, but as you know, there's a lot of Hong Kong people that love to go uh, to visit uh, Thailand. So I think that, uh you know, something like Take Me Tour is uh, particularly uh, interesting for, for someone like me because I love travel as well. So when you uh, decided to move to Singapore uh, and you were, you were working at Google, is that right? Yes. So the Take Me Tour idea and the concept, that just came up, uh, that was just sort of an idea because you love to travel yourself and you wanted to do something within, uh, you know, that benefited or within your home country. Uh, was there any sort of catalyst that made you uh, come up with this concept? Yeah, because the thing is that back then when I when I started my master's degree, so I was in a program called Erasmus Mundus back then. So I have to move around several countries. I actually moved to study in five different countries for my two-year courses. Ah, okay. So every time I move, people drop me a message like, hey, Taro, show me around. Hey, Taro, what to do in Vienna? Hey, Taro, are you in Oslo right now? I'm dropping by next week, let's meet up, things like that. Right. And then that actually just ding me off and support that, hey, why people keep asking me, starting from friends, close friends, from families, and then going to friend of friends or like friend of friend of friends. Then it actually, actually ding me a bit that, hey, actually when people going to the new countries or the new locations, they're actually looking for, for the people who live there or people who stay there just because they have more uh, local story, they have more knowledge about what's happened over there. I mean, although they could Google them all, but they just prefer to have it from the local or people who live there. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, because if I just think about my travel experiences, you know, I, 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 I don't travel as much now anymore than I used to because I have, I have three kids now and, and <laughs> yeah. my, I, I, uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot for me to travel with the family. And then I travel a little bit for work, but definitely not as much as when I was younger. But, uh, but just for recreationally, when I used to travel, uh, like as tourists or, or this sort of thing, it would take me a, a good couple of weeks of research, you know, and it's the same sort of thing that you said, um, you know, Tara, like people would, you just ask friends, hey, yeah. you know, have you ever been to, you know, Bangkok? Uh, give me a recommendations. And then everyone has a different recommendation and usually everyone's a tourist, right? Because so they just kind of give you their experience and what they think, uh, but it's not, it's always different and you never know what the quality level is. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, some people have very high standards when it comes to dining and, and hotels and, and activities. 
and other people are okay eating street food. And so uh, I found that there's a massive variance. Uh, and then you, and then you, of course, you would research uh, the the books, right? Like the you know the guides, the guidebooks, and then they give you a completely different uh, idea. So I, I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting concept. So let's dive right in. Let's let's talk about Take Me Tour. G- give us the give us the the basics of uh, what what the company is, what it does, um, and how it helps uh, the tour experience. Sure. So basically, Take Me Tour is like a marketplace for local tours. So you imagine that you just come to Take Me Tour, you browse and like itinerary tours experiences that all of them are offered by the local people, people who then live there. And it's like having a, a friend, so people you can trust, like showing you around the cities. And that is the experience that we would like to offer to travelers. I see. Okay. And you guys are, are currently only in Thailand? Uh, we started from Thailand. Right now, we in Thailand and we start expanding to Cambodia or just last month. And then we're expanding to Myanmar, hopefully by next month. Okay. So, uh, so the, the basic, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, a local uh, expert that will take you around. And so what are the sort of, uh, it, w- walk me through the, the user experience, if you will. So is it, is it a, a website that you go in and you, you browse different packages? How does it work? You know, what, how, do you, how do you determine how long you want to, uh, the, the, uh, the guide for, uh, you know, what's the pricing and that sort of thing? Sure. For, for travelers' experience, once you enter the website, you just select what cities you are visiting. We mm-hmm. right now is the largest marketplace of local tours in Thailand. So we have more than 20,000 local experts from 55 cities. So basically, you start from the city that you are visiting. Either it can be uh, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, or some other city that you are visiting. Right. Then there will be a list of experiences categorized by categories or types. And especially these days, we're going to ask you where you're from. And then because we would like to uh, personalize the experiences based on your behavior or your preference. Right. So the more you browse through the website, you will keep seeing more related tours that you may like. And once you found the one that you like, you can either check the availability calendar or you can chat with the local expert first or you can just book them directly. I see. Okay. Um, and is the are they all uh, sort of uh, within one day? Yeah, I, I, I forgot to mention that. Sir. Everyone is one-day tours or one-day experiences, which means because these days people... Uh, we are tackling what we call FIT travelers, free and independent travelers. Right. So those are the people who book their own flight because there are a lot of offers online. They book their own accommodation, so they're looking for things to do. And we are all offer it within one day, which means you can buy, if you want to go several days, you can book several tours. But every one of them are completed within one day. Ah, I see. I see. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So, and then uh, of course, the different experiences have different uh, time frames. It could be a shorter one, could be just uh, you know a walk through um, uh, a, a, an area, and then something else longer could be maybe a full day tour or a hike or something something like that. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Start from very early morning. Like for our culture, in the morning we do like giving offering food to the monks, so you can actually attending that like from 6 a.m. Like during the day, you could do like go to the fresh market and come back, have a home cooked food with like my mom, for example. At night, you can actually having a pub crawl. You can having a street food tour in Chinatown. So those sort of experiences depend on what type 
of them. So it starts and ends at different times. Ah, okay, that's very cool. And then, how about um, language support? Uh, is I mean, obviously, your tours, tour guides, experts. Uh, I guess English is must uh, be a pretty. It's a must. And then uh, you know, there's also a lot, a large sort of uh, you know mainland Chinese population that travels. There's Japanese people that love Southeast Asia. I know, I know, Koreans love to travel as well. Uh, are, do you uh-huh. have uh, language support for the other languages? Uh, everyone, all the local experts speak uh, Thai and English. Mm-hmm. So we have been focusing in English-speaking traveler in the past two years. But starting this year, we have been we will actually start focusing more on on the third language. Which means right now, if you entering the website, you can see local expert who can speak Japanese, Chinese, and French as a starting point. So we keep adding more into the platform to actually handle more, especially Chinese. So they're like almost one third of like travelers visiting Thailand as Chinese travelers. Yes, of course. That's uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, an area of growth that I think uh, will will actually uh, significantly help your <laughs> your uh, your your revenue model. Let me just walk through the user experience. So I'm 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 actually on your site right now, um, and I see a bunch of different uh, experiences. So let's say I'm going to Bangkok. Uh, this weekend with my wife, and I want to, uh, you know, experience one of these. Um, it says right on here, you know, four hours, seven hours, how long the experience lasts. There's a price listed next to it. I see the price is, is, has been converted to, to Hong Kong dollars. Is that price uh, all inclusive of any sort of tips and, and this sort of thing? Uh, for the tips, especially, so we actually included tips, which means for us, so it's like, you don't really have to put a pressure on you to do I have to pay tips or anything adding on? Not at all. Right. However, if it's included, we have a price condition for the other things. For example, we have it for if you go to any of the tours, there will be uh, price conditions which tell you that this price already included, transportation included, admission ticket included, if any, or meals are included. Depends right. on each of the tours. I see. Because each of these uh, experiences are uh was listed by by the local people themselves. Some of them comfortable having a meal included so they can walk you through the whole experience without asking you for any cent. Or some of them prefer to have a meal excluded because then they're not sure if you're going to eat a lot or if you prefer one or another type of food. Right. Yeah. So um, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I think uh, for me, myself, uh, the, the tipping part is, is oftentimes... Uh, the most sort of um, you know um, not awkward, but it's it's a it's a it's a question question mark for a lot of people because you're not sure uh, you know different cultures have different uh, customs on how you you're supposed to tip and whether you are whether you're not you know some some cultures it's it's rude to leave a tip because uh, <laughs> so um, so I, I like having everything included uh, when when I go on an experience so I also see that um, so you have obviously a social element here where people can rate and review the tours definitely uh, right so uh, as far as um uh as far as so, sort of uh custom customability i mean is there a is there a way that in addition to these experiences here if let's say i want to do something bespoke is it mm-hmm. possible for me to request that at uh you know and then you guys come up with a a, a price for let's say let's say i wanted to do a longer uh, walking tour or a walking tour plus uh, something else. Is that possible? Yep, definitely. So usually if it's just a, a small customized uh, as an add-on on your existing tour, let's say, for example, if I, if I start choosing a street food tour in Chinatown, 
and then I happen to just would like to extend to the nearby market because I have read some review online and that is cool. I would like to visit that too. Right. If it is something, usually you, because that's why we have a chat functions that you can even chat with the local people right before you make a booking. And most of the time, they are pretty much okay with that. But if you are looking for the complete customizations, we do have that as well. However, you might not find that easily because we try to kind of like uh, direct you to each of the tool as a starting point. Sure. But after you browse the website for a while and if we detect that you're not really selecting anything, there will pop up like, do you need customizations? And then this is where you can just type a whole bunch of requests that might be very uh, specific. One of our interesting uh, customization in the part is like this was uh, a Singaporean travelers. Uh, he's also very interested in some kind of like a Buddhism amulet. So mm-hmm. he would like to let the local people, ask the local people to show him around like five different temples that he has exact list and just meet the monk there. <laughs> wow. And yeah, he just put the name there and then we customized it because we have like 20,000 of them. So pretty much we could cover most of the thing you would like to do. But yeah. Wow. But a different story, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, I, I I appreciate that flexibility because sometimes these stock uh, experiences aren't for everyone. Now, uh, can you walk us uh, through the the sort of uh, payment side of things? How how does it work? Um, you know, how do you guys make money? That sort of thing. So that is very very important. So we make the money out of the commissions. So we are running on the commission based model or the booking fee. Basically, let's say for example, if the uh, the local people offering, creating the itinerary. And mm-hmm. then they say, I would like to get, uh, let's say, for example, like 1,000 Thai baht right. for this tour. And then we're going to list it. We're going to add around 10 to 20% uh, commission on top of that as a booking fee. Okay. And that is actually our main source of the revenues. Although these days we actually expand our revenue stream to other stuff like uh, merchandising products, right. which means we have been asking people, like because we've seen people spend the time in Thailand five to seven days, and then they, they book our tour for about two to three days. And then we ask them, what did you do in the rest of the time? So they say they go to the museum, they go to aquarium, they go to the theme park. So that's why we start uh, cross-selling the tickets and attraction tickets to them. So they can actually, we would like to be an end-to-end in-trip experience for them. So right now we start offering tourist SIM card right from the airport, airport uh, pickup, uh, any other stuff that they need during the trip. I see. That's clever. Uh, and all these, uh, if I, let's say I'm on the site and I decide to, uh, to you know, uh, to select a, a one-day tour with my wife, uh, I just, I have to pay for it right here on the site first and book it and then... Yeah. Okay. The key here is that you pay the you prepaid them, so you you pay the full amount. However, we we keep that amount. So this is the key. So we keep that amount safe with us, and we will only release that to the local expert right af- only after the end of the tours, and you confirm us. Uh-huh. If you just book one of the tour at the end of the day, there will be an email asking you like, have you met this person? Have you actually meet it? And everything's are going well. You like it. You're leaving the reviews, and then the money will be released. Right. Okay. That makes sense. It's almost like you hold an escrow until uh, you get confirmation that the... Okay. Got it. So sometimes it rarely uh, happens, but sometimes, for example, like very heavy rain and you don't meet each other. So at the end of the day, so you're actually giving review like, hey, I would like to hold the money because I didn't actually meet that person and I would like to reschedule. And then we manage that because then we still hold the money, the payment that you made. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, so this brings us actually into uh, my next question, uh, obviously, which is, um, 
uh, quality control. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, whether it be uh, finding uh, these local experts and when they onboard to your platform, how uh, you know how trustworthy worthy are they? You know, obviously Thai people are probably the most friendly people I've ever met <laughs> in the world. Uh, so you might not have issues, but you know, for for safety and for insurance and this sort of thing, you never know. Uh, and so, um, what 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 measures do you have in place? Uh, for that, and then let's say also if an experience goes terribly wrong for some reason, uh, what 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 uh, recourse is there? Sure. So this is definitely very very good questions, and probably one of the first question traveler have in mind before they make a booking. Right. So uh, first of all, I put it into two aspects: quality and security concern. So for the security concern, we do not uh, compromise that at all, which means we have a very strict uh, security measurement. Which means we on par with the global. Uh, standards like we have the ID card check, we have the bank account check, we have the criminal record cleaned, and we, we check all those things to make sure who they are and they are actually a legitimate person that we can at least find them where they are. Right. So that is a security part. However, for the quality wise, actually, if you think about that, it's very, very subjective. Some people might like this one, but not, might not be the case for another person because very, very subjective. Right. And also, if I'm actually be the website, take me to a keep telling people like, hey, this tour is good, book it. You not really believe me. But if it's hundreds of people giving a reviews to this tour that this is good, yes. and we categorize them by the countries of origin. So these are review from American travelers, review from Hong Kong people, this review from Singaporean. So you actually go read to review. So for the quality, why the review will be the main key component here to actually ensure the qualities. However, for the new tools or new experiences at least on the website, we work with a network of bloggers, which means we have a bloggers like they, they love to come to Thailand. So they come to Thailand, they go on a tour for free in exchange. They take a nice photo, make a nice video and give a review. So that is actually our quality screening assurance on top of our own uh, team that are curating them. I see, I see. However, from the, your questions that what happens if things go wrong. Right. So this is why, this is the point when we, when we hold the money with us. So we still keep the money secure. In case of anything go wrong, we, we can still make a full refund back to travelers. They don't lose any, anything because we, this is the point of having taken me to as a, a middle person or a platform that making sure both sides, like travelers and the local people, they are both happy with us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, these, these things, um, you know, uh, they, you always have to be prepared for them. You know, I mean, they, they do happen, you know, even large companies like Airbnb, you hear every once, once a year, you hear like a horror story about it. So you just have to have these things in place uh, for sure. And yeah, I forgot to mention and all the bookings actually through the platform, we have accident insurance covered. Okay. So not only with travelers, but also with our local experts because they are part of our, we consider them as a partner. So right. even if the local people go on the tour, they're individuals. So if they uh, accidentally get hit by the car, so we have the insurance cover them as well. Sure, sure. They're very smart. Okay. Um, so let's quickly talk about uh, what, uh, what you have in store for the future. How many cities uh, currently are you servicing? Are you, you said you were looking at Cambodia uh, to expand mm -hmm. to. Uh, tell us some of your uh, plan growth plans for uh, the coming uh, year. Sure. Right now, we, we could say we are the largest marketplace of local tours in Thailand, covering 55 cities in Thailand already. So our plans in a very short term is to, we still, we would like to still continue dominate Thai market because I think it's very, very strategic in terms of the inbound tourism in the regions. 
Thailand alone consists of around 60% of the whole inbound tourism in Southeast Asia. So it makes sense to continue our strength in the market. However, we keep expanding to, I think what we specialize is to developing countries in Southeast Asia, where all of the needs of the local people are. So we start going for Cambodia with very uh, basic reasons that we go after all of our previous customer. I keep sending them email like, hey, apart from Thailand, I know you're hopping around the region. What are the other countries you are visiting? And about 70% of them answer that they're going to Cambodia. And that is very, very obvious choice for us that we are going to Cambodia to start expanding in Cambodia. And this is, yeah. So the, the, the goal for us in, by this year, we're going to go, we already been in Cambodia. We're going to expand to Myanmar and Laos by 2018. And we're going to cover more of the, we try to cover of the developing country in Southeast Asia by 2019. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's exciting. Uh, we'll definitely be looking out for that. I want to uh, switch gears a little bit here, Taro, and, uh, and talk about uh, uh, some of your achievements here. Um, you know, I mean, you, you've obviously done extremely well uh, as a startup. You've, you've caught the eye of, uh, of several um, you know, uh, sort of industry uh, players. You won a couple awards recently. Um, one of which uh, you, you told me was like the Oscars award of um, of the industry, uh, and also you were recognized by Forbes uh, thirty under thirty. Can you please uh, tell us about uh, those awards and uh, and uh, and what and what they mean to you? Sure. So let's start with the the first one. is called a Peak Award, Asia Pacific ICT Award. Right. Honestly, I didn't know that at the beginning. But then when we got recognized, it's, it's like people in the industry have been, in, in the ICT industry have been calling that as an Oscar or ultimate goal for people who are working in software industry. Right. And it's very, it actually means a lot to us because in as of Thailand, so it's an APAC level uh, competitions. And for Thailand has been very, very known for tourism. However, we didn't win this award for about five, six years already. Mm-hmm. And we actually got that award and then once in, in the past like five to six years. So that's, that means a lot to us that we could actually bring travel and hospiti- hospitality categories winner to, to Thailand again. And that's why this means a lot to us. For the FOB 30 and the 30, so, I mean, this come pretty much unexpected. I mean, we, I'm not really very rich, successful guy, but when I read the criteria, and that means a lot to me because I say the criteria for honorees making the list include leadership disruption in the field and likelihood of changing the field over the next half century. So that means a lot because I, I, I'm glad that the, the committee see that what we try to do at Take Me Tour could possibly change the field tourism industry in at least in the next half century. So Absolutely. Congratulations on on both of those accolades. I think uh, I think that you know uh, Thailand is is uh, is often known for its uh, tourism and and people go there. Um, you know, I, I know it's a very popular destination, especially for people here in Hong Kong and China and stuff like that. And so for you to to uh, win that sort of award in tourism and hospitality, but not with you know traditionally it's like hotels that win these types of awards. You know, and so. Um, I think that 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 speaks volumes for uh, for the, the for your company and the work you're doing there. Um, now, you also recently, I, I know, uh, were part of the Alibaba E Founders program. Can you yep. give us a little bit? Um, tell us a little bit about that program. How you know what was that all about? What did you learn? Um, you know, t- give us some details on that. So this is the program that I recently joined. It's called E Founder Fellowship Program. It's part of the Alibaba and Amtad. Uh, uh, collaborations. 
basically I think it's I really like it in a way because I can actually take off like around 37 founder if I'm right uh, though all of them are CEO or co-founder in the startup in Southeast Asia who run marketplace to be in one place in Hangzhou at Alibaba headquarters and in uh, in two weeks I've been I, I think we have learned a lot on how to building up ecosystem or platform for for in, in China so this really I would say eye-opening things because I if I probably don't really know much about Chinese previously I mean Chinese market and how how things go but when I when I when I be part of the program I can learn that how Alibaba building the whole ecosystem starting from e-commerce payment tourism like from from scratch from day one and and their views on building up ecosystem really building up ecosystem and that actually when I come back to Thailand I, I I have got a lot of learning from that because instead that make us very certain because what we try to to tell ourselves is that we are not really a tour company. We try to make a platform that match two people as a marketplace, as a platform that match uh, the needs of two sides, the local expert and the traveler together. And we, we learn how to build them from scratch, from Alibaba, like history experiences ah very interesting so so uh so it wasn't it, it wasn't as much uh like sort of how to penetrate the chinese market you it was more about uh building community building ecosystem wherever wherever you're wherever you might be operating your business uh and using that as a basis to grow your business is that right yeah definitely it's more like a bigger picture than just learning how how alibaba works how taobao works so i mean definitely they're part of the program however i think the whole big picture was how to building up the ecosystem of e-commerce, of payment, of tourism, actually impact the larger, have a larger impact. That's fantastic. Um, Taro, uh, as we look to wrap up here, you know, and again, thanks, thanks so much for your time. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot today about your company, about uh, Thailand. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that we were able to connect. Uh, I have two final questions for you. Um, and it's really one, uh, you know, as someone that has uh, come up from sort of an engineering background, you've worked in a large corporation, uh, albeit Google, um, you know, and then taking the entrepreneurial leap uh, and uh, you know you're you're at a point where you're you are seeing some some success. You know the proof of concept is there. I'm sure you're getting traction. Uh, you're winning these awards. Um, for for startup founders that are looking to sort of do the same thing, maybe follow in your footsteps that m- might be working at another company and they're doing uh, something like a take me tour on the side at nights. You know, what what's one piece of advice that you could give and leave for my audience listening in uh, if they are, are an aspiring entrepreneur? Uh, if I could give a piece of advice uh, from those entrepreneurs who would like probably would about to make a big decision in their life right. entering. Uh, to be entrepreneur or starting their own startup, so I would say, I, w- I would, I would say, things is tough. Things is tough. It's really tough. So, but find the things that you really passionate in it because that's probably be the only thing that keep you moving, at least in the early phase. Because thing won't be, I mean, things that you see a lot of people have been doing might sound very, very tempting, very easy from outsider. But once you getting your hands on. There's a lot of things along the way. So just five things that you're really passionate on. And then that would be the thing that keep you like awake in the morning, keep you keep working late at night. Right. 
That's great advice. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that it, at the beginning, it's always fun and uh, it's exciting. Uh, but when that excitement and the fun wears off and you start hitting roadblocks and challenges, um, you're absolutely right, uh, Taro. You, you, have to, you have to be passionate about it. It has to be something that you just want to do, whether, you know, you're making money at the time or not. Um, and whether you, you're successful at the time or you're stumbling or going through roadblocks, if you're not passionate about it, then you're just going to end up giving up. So a uh, great piece of advice. Uh, final question is, Tara, where can people find you, follow you, and connect with you to learn a little bit more about either you, yourself personally, or Take Me Tour? So for, for Take Me Tour, you can just simply follow our social media. On, we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on uh, Instagram as Take Me Tour. So for myself, I'm not... I mean, I'm not much as a social media guy as I used to in the past few years, just because of probably I'm, I'm too busy. But I'm only I'm still active on, on Facebook, so you can just find my name like Taro Amonche on Facebook, so you find me easily. Fantastic. You know what's funny, Taro? I I uh, for startup founders, I actually you know I'm I'm an investor as well, and I I actually like it when they're not all over social media all the time because I actually know that they're just head down and focused and working on on the company, which is you know uh, working on the investment. So. Uh, so it's not a bad thing to, to not be uh, too too much out there on social media. Um, thanks so much. It's been such a pleasure, Taro. Uh, we are looking forward to tracking your progress and we wish you the best of luck. Sure. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be speaking with you as well. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.